0: This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, March the 8th, 2022, episode 373. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Welcome to another edition of Infection, the survival podcast Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games My name is Nick Craig You can check out my daily political antics by visiting my website, nickcraig.com And of course, if you miss any portion of this illustrious program You can visit infectionpodcast.com Of course, not on this journey alone Joining me as he does each and every week the man who put the eye in the state of Boise, Brian with an "I" Aldridge. Hello, Brian.
1: Hello, how are you? And, uh, I'm doing hello, wonderful. Everybody. Everybody's doing well. Um, yes, let's go ahead and get some contact info, by the way, really quick. At Brian Aldridge on Gabin Parler and Getter and who knows, Truth Social as soon as they allow <laughs> registrations again. And uh, if you want to find my blog, com, But of course, go to our website, go to infectionpodcast.com and jump on the Discord server on the right-hand side. Uh, it's a free app. They have a mobile-based uh, for phones, all kinds of devices, a web-based app, so you don't even have to install anything if you don't want to, and uh, a and your, and your desktop app. So all free uh, for the most part. They do have some things you can pitch money at them for, but a very nice service uh, as long as they keep us on there. And then we have on there the Twitch, YouTube, Bitshoot, and DLive links if you want to watch the live show. Um, some of those are also after the fact. Uh, recording, so you could catch it on whatever service is most convenient for you. And then the audio-only versions at the lower right. So whatever device platform you want to use, if you want to listen uh, on a mobile device or even on a desktop app, you can do that through those links. And then if you are going to listen, I really encourage you to go to the particular episode you're going to listen to because there's links for each topic that we discuss. So if there's a, maybe a document or a video or whatever it is that we're going to be referring to throughout that discussion, uh, there's a link to it in there. And then there's also a built-in video and audio player if you want to use that page. If you want to support us, there's a support support option right up top. Or you can go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support through prime gaming subs, humble bundle, subscribe star. Uh, just a lot of ways that you can support the show. And, uh, and that's the way you can do it. So
0: yes, sir. Absolutely. We appreciate that. And go uh, boom Uh UGX Vibe hitting us up with the resubscription. 49 months saying, Can you guys fix the gas prices for us? No, but I'll tell you what. It's funny because based on our name, infection, we often receive follows on Twitter from uh, groups and from different individuals that are looking for survival, infectious like literally. Yeah, well, infectious and- diseases or survival. But yeah, survival. And you know, Brian, we might have to change it from the video game podcast to how to survive uh, the world with the uh, Biden inflation that's going on, terrible gas prices, yeah. awful foreign policy, and. All of the other great things that this illustrious president is doing. So maybe, uh, maybe that's where we uh, change the direction of the show. Thanks for the support, Bob. Uh, <laughs> greatly appreciated. Uh, it's, uh, the answer to your question: Can you? So, no, you, no, we can't. Um, just ask uh, the press secretary; she's got all the answers. So um, we've got a uh, we got we'll a lot of yeah. We'll circle back to it towards the end of the program. Um, we've got a lot of uh, interesting news here, Brian. I want to start off with this. It should be a quick discussion uh yeah. indie music has been something that has been popular for quite some time obviously with the invention of the internet no longer the need to uh press a cd or press a vinyl record or even you know do a massive a uh, mass production of of uh, cassette tapes or 8 tracks it's allowed individuals to create music and and profit and one of those websites and it's yeah. been around forever is a site called bandcamp which is a place yeah. that people can upload and there's a whole bunch of things on there. It's it goes from, you know, full-length albums to kind of parody songs that people sell for, you know, or parody albums, comedy albums that people sell for for various prices. I mean, you can get stuff that's super super yeah. cheap. And an interesting acquisition, Epic Games has bought out yes. Bandcamp and says that they are going to be continuing to push forward on a fair and open platform, and say that pl- fair and open platforms are critical, and Bandcamp is yeah. one of those uh, fair and well. I, I I've never used it to be honest with you, but from everything I understand, it does appear to be a very open platform. I've seen and heard yeah. some very interesting. Um, I've, I've seen some very interesting things that have made their way onto Bandcamp that tend to be a uh, little out there, and those things seem to be. Yeah uh well uh, viewed and whatnot on there so it's interesting to note so, that good
1: my my first uh my first, po- first podcast i was really a part of was on an indie radio station so it's just kind of when they, they had a lot of this kind of music all kinds of different royalty free music but then a lot that people that wanted to get their name out there were putting all this indie music on uh one yeah. thing here the fees that they do this i think the thing that's really pushing them towards this is something where the artist gets a majority of the profits or yeah, their it's label a very small so portion here, that they hold on average it's 82% of the money goes either to the artist or the label mm. and typically within 20 to, 24 to 48 hours so it's not like a month rolling cycle uh the remainder covers the revenue share and the payment processor fees so the payment fees is a pretty small portion of that and then there's a you know the rest of it is the bandcamp share after that is the artist label share i wonder if they're going to change this at all and do you do you think this is kind of preparing them for maybe the metaverse i i'm, I'm kind of thinking the metaverse you know because they're trying to come up with something where people go in and treat it like a real world right well if you're an artist and they create a place where people can kind of showcase go online and perform for people kind of like twitch but in a real environment where they maybe go up on stage and it's how artists get discovered that would be a form of the metaverse right creating a fake world where people can go to concerts and do things like that and artists can get discovered and they create a platform for that i just i'm trying to figure out the direction they're going and th- unless they're planning on using this for getting better prices and getting music into games but that just see it doesn't seem no it doesn't I- seem like a good reasonable path. I think it has to do with something else.
0: Yeah, I, I would say the same thing. It is important to note that Epic, uh, or rather the Bandcamp, is going to continue to run completely dependent, uh, independent, I should say, from Epic. They will have the Epic branding, and of course, they'll get access to, I'm sure, some of the Epic backend and, and cloud infrastructure and things like that. My first impression when I saw the headline, which was a couple of days ago, Um, or actually late last week was oh yeah you know this is going to be for them to offer cheaper music for video games but that just doesn't seem to really that doesn't seem to be a market that makes sense for epic I don't think it's a big enough market there's already so much music out there for video games I don't think that's what it is at all Um, but it's interesting to note that epic's announcement epic's announcement didn't Include the word metaverse. Uh, Tim Sweeney saying that he's tired of looking for and trying to find out the direct meaning of that word. But I have a strong suspicion that this is going to be part of whatever. And by the way, I I think that term is beyond stupid too. Um, I think it's going to be something larger than what Epic is doing, or maybe uh, who, who knows? Was Bandcamp searching around to be acquired? I mean, that's you know that we often think.
1: They might Epic, have offered it at a reasonable price. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, and, there's, and they websites. didn't want to go to someone who would change the platform. They didn't want someone who would make a more closed system. That'd yeah. And it's,
0: it, it's interesting to, to, when we often think about acquisitions, we think Epic approves Bandcamp. We're assuming, you know, Epic went reached out to Bandcamp and said, hey, we want to buy you. And that might have been what happened. But you can also, there's websites now, Brian, where you can search up. It's, uh, I don't remember what it is. I've looked at it before where you can buy businesses like locally. You start, you put in your address yeah. or you put in your city or town and you'll find, oh, there's a restaurant for sales, a pizzeria for sales, you know, dry cleaning business. Bandcamp could have been kind of deciding, hey, you know, we need the bigger backing of a larger company. Let's start shopping around and seeing if we can get a an offer, a decent offer from somebody. And that could have been it too. I really don't think that the solution here is anything related to Fortnite or unreal engine or video games i'm sure there will be a component i'm sure they might offer better royalties for people that are cheaper music if you purchase it then maybe epic makes up the difference if you use it in an unreal engine game but i don't think that is the end goal i'm not sure what the end goal is um well hey we don't know how much it costs
1: there's another thing that's kind of happening too that there was an announcement on, and that's that uh, their Epic is partnering with Cause, an artist, and Serpentine, I think it's a Serpentine, an artist, to create a first-of-its-kind experience where they're bridging physical and virtual worlds, like creating an art gallery in a virtual world that these artists mm. are presenting their work. That even indicates to me even stronger the possibility this is going to be a place where musicians can promote their work show their work, and then sell it to you all in the same metaverse where the, the epic makes a cut from the metaverse, right? Artist makes the biggest cut so that it gets people to go in. Because the thing will fill, start filling it up itself if people, first of all, see an opportunity to make money, make themselves famous. Just look at Google+. Plus. I remember there was an artist um, and she started performing on Google+. Plus. Uh, I helped set up her first little concert she did in, in Google+. Plus. And she got signed by Gibson Guitars. And how much did you make on with that? them? I made zero. I, I got the, uh, <laughs> I helped her. I, <laughs> I, was the one who set up all the uh, shared cameras and virtual microphones and all that stuff to make sure that the, cause they didn't have all that stuff built in and she didn't have a way to do it. Right. Um, well, so I helped well set that you. up the first time. Oh yeah. I mean, it's something you could say, you know, Hey, I helped that person make it, you know, they got noticed because they performed virtually <laughs> in a hangout that we, pre- we presented and there you go. They made it. But, you know, that kind of thing for an artist who's trying to make it, that is an opportunity that a smart artist who understands technology a little bit will come in and be like, let's create a virtual rave, you know, where, people, where different artists are going from room to room. They could create all kinds of cool things that I think people would be into as long as you gave them things to do and you gave the people that are going to be giving the presentations a way to make it valuable to them, money, right? Because people are only going to go out there and perform le- legitimately for free for so long and you know, they're not just going to go out on the corner and, and provide free entertainment like they do, unless there's something for them to throw money at. Yeah, precisely.
0: So we so do I, I think
1: this is all the metaverse. It's just, it seems so yeah. separate, but it really ties into the rest of the stuff. I think they're aiming for
0: Yeah, there is definitely some tie in here. We don't know how much they spent on it. I would presume it was a pretty decent chunk of change as, as late as yeah. 2018, uh, you know, Bandcamp had been growing at a pretty astronomical rate. It is, of course, a private company, so we're not exactly sure um, what they make profit wise, but they've got hundreds of thousands of artists on that on that pro on that platform. So presumably they they paid a pretty penny for it. And I guess now we just uh, guess we just wait and see now. But for what yeah, it seems, and, and completely independent, no changes, just yeah. maybe some epic back end infrastructure and maybe Some you know deals for game makers with the Unreal Engine. Some you know fifty. I think they'll kind of bring it in their
1: little universe because eventually, yeah, I I bet you the next thing they do is they'll come up with. I mean, they already own ArtStation, right? Yes. If you look at the purchases they've been doing, ArtStation is the uh, picture version of this. This is the audio version of that. You know, these purchases are them grabbing up places where artists and creators can show their content.
0: Well, right? It's it's an interesting thing that you mentioned Brian because there is a big push away from I I don't know exactly how to describe but there's this indie is not something that is new. Indie has been a thing for for no. a long time. Everybody knows what indie is, you know, back and forth. We know we know what indie is. But there's been this yeah. big push as of late especially when you get into things like uh, the current push in crypto currency yeah. and NFTs and things of that nature, where you've got a lot of this indie stuff that is being sold and marketed. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I understand any of it at all or I'm actively involved in it. But same way that Microsoft kind of was sowing these relationships with some of these companies like Bethesda years before they really pushed into their full streaming platform, I have a strong suspicion that Epic is making these acquisitions now, might not even knowing exactly what they're doing with them, but saying there is going to be something here in the future, and when it does pop off, yeah. we are going to have the tools and the companies to be the number one player in that space. And the people.
1: And the these people. are hubs exactly. of people, right? Because yeah. it seems like it's hubs of people that are... Giving, th- you know, selling things, providing things, giving people things to listen to, look at, which is what the metaverse is going to all be all about. You know, the supposed uh, putting yourself into an environment where you're immersed. I, that's what I assume that the real metaverse is going to be is creating an ultra immersive environment where you can walk around and do all kinds of things. They kind of have similar little services to it right now. Yeah, but there's not been one like Facebook of metaverse because Facebook is the place where everybody went together. It was the universal place that you could pretty much connected with anyone um it's been one of the only things other than google you know for search uh facebook for the for that I, I think that they're hoping to kind of be in front and have enough of those things to where when people are looking for that one to be they'll be the facebook of it they'll just be the one that was first they had all the stuff there so people just naturally that was the one that everybody used that's the one that grandma the only one that grandma knew existed right uh, I, I think that this is what this is going to be so i i'm interested to see how they're going to pull it off, I don't know because a lot of these things happen by chance. You know, they can't plan success. Certain things take off, certain things don't. I mean, look at how much Google Plus, we brought that up earlier. Look how much money Google tossed into that and then yeah. rolled it right back up, right? There's no guarantee that just because you have the most money and you have uh, a lot of things that people are going to be interested in. it. So, basically well, And there's a lot of companies that are going to be making a big push. Facebook is making a big push for the metaverse. I think it's going to be a kind of a bout with the top players uh, and who knows if anyone will really take off. Who knows if Metaverse will actually be a thing five years Exactly.
0: Short. Yeah. So uh, interesting to note, we'll have a, a full link to the uh, articles in our show notes on our website, infectionpodcast.com. Uh, Brian, I want to turn the conversation to NVIDIA. Did we, co- did we cover a little bit last week? I think we did. We about, started.
1: Yes. And this so was about, they, the, remember the, Information was stolen, but then they were threatening to release it. So well,
0: (laughs) a a recap, a group of hackers apparently got into some sort of NVIDIA production environment or a dev environment and pulled a terabyte worth of data, including drivers and source code, and were threatening NVIDIA. Hey, we're going to, and of course, this is all because the new 3000 series cards have a something in the firmware that is locking down and making it not super efficient to hash crypto with. Uh, this, of course, has yeah. pissed off the crypto community and apparently it pissed off enough people because they <laughs> some group has went in and infiltrated NVIDIA and stole a whole bunch of data. Now, that's where we were last week, Brian. What happened in the yeah. last couple days?
1: All right. So first, the stolen data um, is being used to disguise malware as GPU drivers. Uh-oh. Because, I mean, they've got officially signed with various N- NVIDIA codes and all the things to make it look official. Uh, and they're able to create driver packs that go a lot farther than you would be comfortable with as far as validating um, code being signed so you, the, the, this code signing this will be interesting with the data that they have can they truly do something that's not going to pop up any errors now these certificates can be revoked you know but this is a lot of work because uh, this whole thing with signing code is kind of a pain you know it's not something that's Easy, easy to undo. You have to re-update all your things and put out new certificates. But you hold on a second. Re-validate this.
0: Let me try to understand this. So you create a piece of code and then you can get a certificate and that the hash is generated based on the code itself. So presumably... And, and it, a private
1: key that you have. So it's, did they what, receive the private, private key? key? Well, I'm assuming that that's what... I don't know. And that's because I haven't seen... Um, They've got some things that are allowing certain things to pass, but I don't know if they have the actual code signing certificate. That's what I'm waiting to see because if they have the code signing certificate, they can sign apps that will make that will make a driver install that is signed by uh, Nvidia, triggering nothing, and then they'll be able to uh, get pretty much hardware level access to your system because it'll no. be like a driver access.
0: Now of course this is all incumbent on the fact that you would have to download the driver from some place that is not Nvidia yes. um, to to use it. Obviously, you know, I, I would say the one yeah. good thing about Nvidia, Brian, is that it is the standard that you go to Nvidia's website and download drivers. I don't. I've never downloaded an Nvidia driver from a third party. That doesn't mean that with paid well, but ads on Google,
1: especially. Well, There's especially can, people that are looking for old drivers that maybe for old, old cars, drivers, yeah. for a very specific version that doesn't crash with their particular system. If these guys are smart, they'll turn around and start creating custom driver packs for these random and rare drivers that people are always looking for old versions mm. of to work with various operating systems. If yeah, they can get into idea. those packs, they'll provide driver sets that are perfectly signed that hundreds of people probably will sit there and install on a regular basis. Uh, and unless they can, Get all of these certificates out, they don't know that there's a problem until it's been extracted. Right. Yeah. Then they can extend the code. But every NVIDIA driver is going to have this sign. So they, you know, you're going to either devalidate all past drivers from installing in Windows uh, and have to re-sign all the ones that are new, right? That's the only way you're going to get rid of the old driver. Is hmm. it's like an SSL certificate. The the error, the website's going to throw an error. With an out of date, out of date, or deactivated SSL certificate. They will not validate it. If they that's the only way to get rid of it, right? Because it's not it's only doing so many checks back and forth with the provider. It's checking to see is this certificate valid? Yes. Okay. The only way to get rid of it is to devalidate the certificate. Interesting. And that's a lot of draw software that they've they've had that on.
0: Yeah, so ho- hopefully that's not the case because I think that would create a big issue not only for Nvidia, which I don't particularly care about, if the you know, but but it would have an impact on the consumer and the gaming industry, and that of course is where yeah. I start to uh I start to have feelings about it. So I guess and Nvidia- there are things.
1: I, one thing I would encourage though, at the bottom of the article, there is an article on how ways that you can prevent these signed codes from going through. So. Uh, if you're worried, but just how about you don't go download drivers that aren't from NVIDIA's actual website? Yeah. And that is that the, would be I, the best solution.
0: Yeah. That's the surefire way to do this. Just don't download from uh, easy drivers- okay, so com.
1: PH is saying that they did uh, deval- invalidate that certificate. So you'll probably get a warning now when you install old drivers. Uh, they won't install without popping up a notification. most likely. So yeah. if they truly right. devalidate or yeah. made it totally dead.
0: So I guess that answers the question I was going to ask, which was they were kind of given an ultimatum. They were asked to pay. Yep. Oh, they excuse me, they weren't asked to pay. They were asked to release drivers that did not have, or excuse me, not drivers, oh, firmware, card firmware that did not have the crypto mining hash stuff disabled. I presume NVIDIA did not do that.
1: They did not deliver them what they wanted. Yeah, they said no. <laughs> okay. Uh, because I think they've recovered for the most part. And probably, I mean, it's confidential information. Their source code uh, for their various applications, data repositories uh, for some Samsung that, projects that they're working on. Um, you know, it's just, it, it it is a mess. And so I think we're still waiting to see because they haven't fully disclosed what all now, of information was in there.
0: Now, normally when we talk about... Um software and, and and companies being hacked or compromised. It's often source code for a video game or something like that. In this aspect, could there possibly be a group uh, a set of drivers that pop up because the source code is now available? Brian, could you have people that get this source code and make legitimate nvidia working drivers that do specific things could this open up like a weird uh source code driver community for these nvidia car i'm just thinking you know unlike a you know, for example you you hack into for cd project right and steal the game source files who gives a shit yeah. like like honestly who cares like like what's the big deal the game is already out but, but for this where you would now have the source code where you could not you could essentially change things to to the driver, not in a malicious way, but in a way to boost performance, to turn things off that you don't want. I wonder if you will see that pop up if, in fact, these are um, leaked out to the broader public and are published for people to make their own not malicious drivers. That could be very interesting.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something they're going to really have to because and there's nothing they can do about be careful. It. Yeah, because they did say in here, you know, they the. NVIDIA leak included expired code signing dry, uh, certificates that will still get accepted by Windows, opening a potentially dangerous route for malware. That's the issue. Um, out-of-date computers, There's just it opens up so many avenues for them to infiltrate and create bots and all kinds of things on systems. That's my biggest concern because this won't pop up even now. Even though they've expired them, you won't get the same errors on, on a lot of Windows systems or out-of-date systems. Ones that don't update, so it it's still a problem. But modern, up to date computers usually will be protected against this. That's why they say you know, go with Windows 10, keep your updates going because go with the, it 11. patches these yeah. sort of things. It's going to be th- these out of date computers that are sitting in a you know a, a office closet somewhere, running Windows XP or Windows 7 or you know something like that that's never getting updated. Uh, and if they can somehow get a driver to trigger there, you know that's where this becomes an issue.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I. Right now, who knows? This was Samsung had a big, you know, have a huge thing. NVIDIA. We'll see if they, if this moves forward and, and they really get anywhere. I, maybe this is the ma- you know, the pretty much the most of it because it was old certificates and this stuff does get leaked every once in a while. It's not the end of the world for the product.
0: Yeah. Well, now we kind of uh, just I wait and see better. what, uh, what comes of it. So that's the, uh, and there's a lot more details on that. If you uh, want those, you can again head over to our website, infectionpodcast.com uh um, all right, well, brian
1: yeah do you have a preference where we No, i
0: i don't i will uh i'll i'll give you the uh give all right the shot here
1: all right well let's talk let's do uh a few random things here really quick. sure one thing i wanted to mention to people is humble bundle set uh put out a notice here uh last month or in the last couple months about shifting away from mac and linux support i've had in my notes here but for people that were interested in getting linux games and getting mac games. Humble Bundle is no longer doing that, so keep that in mind. They're going to be getting rid of their Mac and Linux se- uh, section on there, and hmm. being a Windows only store. So uh, keep that in mind. Also, why do you, why,
0: why, do you th- yeah. why do you think that is? I mean, that's a, uh, if, uh, it. Seems that the Linux, especially the Linux community, with this with the Steam Deck coming out and Proton DB and everything like that, is, a, is 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 as popular as it's ever been. That just seems like a very odd timing from Humble Bundle.
1: Yeah, I think they're not competing well probably with like itch.io, which is mm. more of a artist-controlled uh, marketplace. Here, I think it's they have much less control. It's not like they're really selling. They're just placing it on the marketplace. Uh, and there's a lot of other concerns when you start working with Linux, You know, as far as support and whether things work. Most people running Linux... You know, there may, be, may not have a good video driver. So they probably get a lot more returns of people complaining saying, I put it on here and it didn't work because they mm. don't truly really understand it. Um, I, yeah, I just think that these, I think that they, they just found it as it's not worth the time for the amount of sales they're probably doing. And remember, this got purchased. This got taken over by, who was it that, that took this over? Uh, it's one of the big, used to be websites. They, they took it over and, I, they've changed it a lot. And it seems like they're just trying to come up with kind of a subscription game. Or not a subscription, but you know, a subscription that lets you get free games every month. Less of a way to discover new artists um, you know, and less of a kind of a cool thing. I think it was more of the original developers who liked the idea of Mac and yeah, having I, all these other things.
0: IGN bought it back in 2017.
1: Yeah, IGN. I just don't think they have any interest in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's They're not making money off of it. It's probably not worth their time. They're making yeah. money off of the other ones. And these are just more work to support. Windows is kind of the standard.
0: Yeah, very true. Interesting.
1: So, and they're saying here because uh, they're saying first of all, Proton's compatibility layer, which essentially allows Windows games to run on Linux operating systems, and reduces the burden on the individual developer. That may part of the, be part of the reasoning. If yeah, they true. can get Proton to work, that. you don't need a Linux build of it, right? Uh, yeah. As they start kind of going away from because I think we're going to go to this more platform model of the games are just running, you know, kind of like uh, you're, you don't need the the encoder for your, you know, what video you're playing. It's already probably there. <laughs> um, you know, they're going to create something that allows you to play that game. It's the decoder pretty much for your game. I just think that's, they see the writing on the wall. If Proton can do it and it's near normal performance, the developers aren't going to, are going to stop putting out Linux clients. It's so, a very valid you know, they'll, they'll point. Be... It'll kind of like, yeah, it'll, it'll, I think it'll be kind of similar to some systems you see in the computer world where there's something that is the base pr- program and then you can do all kinds of cool things inside of it. And I think Java. that's what Proton's probably going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking, that wasn't exactly my go-to. I was Well, to when you said, Java, but yes, when, you know, like, when you said
0: a computer system or that you, things are on top of all I can think of, Brian, I close my eyes and I see a white box. With red text that says Java runs on a billion no, devices, that's... DVD players, CD players, ATMs. I close my eyes, and Brian. It's like a an old uh, plasma TV. It's burned into my eyes when I close them. The Java installer. I can't.
1: I can't break I know. it. <laughs> so that I, I just think that I think the industry is kind of adapting. They're realizing there's a lot of technologies that they can't support on so many platforms. Ray tracing. I mean, we're getting to a point where it's just they're hitting. uh uh, issues with the newest technology and getting it to run everywhere and so i think this it may not be proton that ends up doing it you know that's the one that they put out but i bet you that's a good trigger to where maybe we'll start seeing other companies create this kind of a middleware and they're creating an interface that connects to the middleware and lets you play a game right that would be the way to do it they need to come up with a standard and get away from this multi-operating system thing create an interface that like a games can connect to, so they can do less programming and having to get it to work on various operating systems. Well, oh, and I think that's like exactly.
0: What, I think that's exactly what Proton is uh, is doing. So
1: interesting. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see where that goes. One thing now for people that are worried about being tracked on the internet, uh, researchers have found that people are starting to track you based on your uh, your graphics card. So what? your cookies—it only totally ignores the cookies, um, and it's using your your shader cores to actually track you oh, on the internet. Interesting. Uh, so because th- they're able to get pretty specific information, and then there must be some details in your shader core which are unique in a way. Like, however, the information that allows you to access inside of the web, what well, I can't remember what they call it, but inside of the uh, the web that's displaying it, probably gives us information. Yeah um so they're turning around and saying oh well we know that that's that unique machine because it has this unique thing in its shader you know like this identifier maybe a a model number serial number you know something that somehow narrows it down enough yeah and and ph is saying maybe like a guid i I, i'd have to look exactly what uh they said identifiers uh and didn't give the exact
0: well that's i'm sure that's exactly but they're they're saying from
1: like these they're saying like raw traces from the study." for two different intel gen three computers and they do a thing and it creates pretty much like a litmus test and uh, you know and it it shows one has this specific type so they're able to narrow down the computer based on the gpo so uh they did show as they were kind of tracking it over time you know they were starting to improve uh its accuracy quite a bit so who knows if that'll be something because they're always looking as the government's going to try to crack down probably on social media tracking you. That's been something lately. They're going to keep coming up with all these different things and now they're going to have to come up with a way to make it so they can't see these details about your graphics card. You know, it's always yeah, a, or that's you go but I thought in, that was interesting.
0: Yeah, or you go into your browser and disable your GPU acceleration. Or make whatever, sure it doesn't allow
1: any, yeah, the, the drawing inside of the browser window. You'd have to yeah. cut all that stuff so the 3D was not capable in your browser interesting uh and one final one final random one uh and it, this is pretty sad but you know if you have kids uh, remind them a 13 year old girl was rescued after she met uh someone a man she met on roblox 33 oh, year old 33 year old man meeting a 13 year old girl and of course it was in roblox and this is where for us Ugh. i put tons of restrictions on what they can access especially with chat on these type of games because I, I remember I mean I, my generation was the first one that really had this kind of access where you were on the internet and people would sit there and try I don't remember when I was 16 in what 1996 15 1995 people men just constantly messaging me on on the internet it, you know it's been going on since then now they a little bit more
0: this is a bizarre games. story so he met her on February the 18th on Roblox apparently and yeah. on February 20th, this man drove nine hundred miles to Topeka Kansas to pick her up and then drove nine hundred wow. miles back to Clayton County Georgia it just goes to show you how fucked up in the minds these individuals are that that you know perpetuate this this you know, child abuse and and things like that what yeah. a what a sick fuck um, yeah. that's but but you bring up a very good point Brian as as crazy as this might sound, this has been going on with various platforms on the internet, the internet beginning for the, of the last twenty five yep. years. I mean, I I'm not I, I watch this YouTube channel. If you haven't watched it, I'd recommend you check it out. It's called DAP Dads Against Predators, um, and it's yeah. these two guys from uh, Ohio, and they do this similar thing. They do a Chris Hansen style thing, um, and it's yep. bizarre to see on all of these. Weird messaging apps and Signal and Telegram where these predators are just luring. And there's, of course, no way to really track or trace this stuff because it's being done on, you know, if you're doing it on WhatsApp, it's completely encrypted. So there's no way to to get in between that. Um, It's pretty wild. And as crazy as this sounds, Brian, there's hundreds of these things happening and it's just not not being reported all over the
1: place. Yeah. Wow. Well, and this happened recently. Uh, You know that case where there was that one of the top guys at Facebook that got busted? Yeah. Recently and was let go. It was through one of those similar type of things. One of these citizen groups doing an undercover sting and they busted him. Yeah. Doing this. It's because the police, I mean, they'd be doing this all day. And if... Oh, God, you wouldn't... You wouldn't be able to hire
0: enough police to bust these scumbags. There's so many of them. It's unbelievable.
1: Because they do it. I mean, well, PH is pointing out in chat. It'll just turn around and look at Chris Hansen and look at the number. They had people coming constantly yeah, every f- to this house. 15 minutes. Every, every 15 minutes, they got people showing up to this house and they're arresting them. You know, just One thing I remember first getting on the internet and going into IRC, IRC back In the 90s was the wild west of i can only imagine you would pull up the channel list and half of them were porn at least right but then a quarter of those were child porn openly labeled as child porn you know people could go in there and and do whatever i never never entered one because that's definitely not where i'm interested in but you know just being well i was i was a child at the time you know but i definitely didn't go in there then you know just imagine a, a fourteen, fifteen-year-old thinking, "Oh, this internet thing looks cool." You go into an IRC chat, and it's just tons of child porn everywhere. And it was, it was, it went on like that for years. They didn't filter that out for years. Oh, because there was just,
0: no, you know, there was no nobody policing it. The, you know, the thing, it was it was as you mentioned, it was the Wild West. There was no idea how to prosecute any of this stuff. Who? What, how do you find them on the internet? Yeah, all yeah. the tools, all the
1: infrastructure <laughs> yeah. wasn't sent up. For them yeah. to for the for for police departments to track someone and actually find where they're at and yeah it was just new uh, it, it, and I used to remember that I was just shocked and then you know once I got on Yahoo Messenger, the amount of men that would sit there and start messaging you oh I'm you know I'm 30 whatever but it probably you know what <laughs> I was like sure I have no interest in talking to you thank you uh, yeah. you know but th- if that wow. was happening then that blatantly it's still you know I was, and I was a guy uh, imagine you know teen preteen and teenage young teenage girls uh it's just it's disgusting like this girl um well
0: fortunately she was found alive and safe she was funny enough and the whole story is not funny but funny enough she was able to message her mother through roblox on february Uh. the 24th to tell her hey this is where i am i've been uh she gave the address of a store that she had visited so roblox was the Platform that allowed it to happen in the first place, but also appears it was the platform yep. that saved her life at the same time. So a very bizarre. There's twist only there. so many
1: ways you can protect someone from something like this because this is they, they've they've got to give you some freedom. It's an open platform. They got to let people communicate, but it's up to the parents. Be yeah. involved. Make sure that you are keeping track of who your kids are talking to, you know, and, and what they're doing on the internet. We we just don't give them free open access to the internet. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, damn, a scary story but fortunately a, a happy ending on this one.
1: Yes. All right. Uh so let's go ahead and let's move on really quickly to Microsoft. Um sure. Microsoft. Now, yeah, so they added the Twitch streaming back to Xbox. I don't I don't think do we I don't think we mentioned that last week. No. Um, so we that's going to be and it's on the main window because they it's built in I think to the operating system and you can see it on the dash. And then they also have the ability to stream from the console to out to Twitch uh, directly, so that's included now. So if you uh, if you've been trying to go live or do any of that stuff with with Twitch from your Xbox, it's not been working. Um, you can link with the QR code to get it linked to your Twitch account and do all that from the screen without having to enter all your passwords and do a bunch of. Uh, crazy Why did it go away? To, to log in, I think there because they were redoing the whole. Uh, they, they were redoing some them some things on xbox's side oh huh. yeah and so they it seems like they took it so remember they're doing a number of integrations and i think they had redone some things they took it out temporarily fixed those things and then reimplemented it interesting uh and i remember at some point i did see an article that had more information uh, details but it was that they were fixing something with the interface and they reimplemented it when they got the features in it that need that they needed because okay. i think it wasn't working correctly before got so it. Oh, uh, so that's gonna happen um And then the Xbox gaming, I've seen a lot of information coming out about the Xbox cloud gaming. We've been talking about the last couple of weeks, but they're going to be adding keyboard and mouse to that soon, which is really going to cover pretty much playing any game streamed through the app. Yeah. Uh, will either work like a computer or a console. Really, we're getting away from the console computer feeling because consoles now accept keyboard and mouse. Uh, you can hook a, a controller up to any computer. I feel like they're really finally edging out that that separation between the two. And once they get it to where you're streaming everything, there will be nothing that really makes one different from the other. I, yeah. you know it'll get away from this platform-specific, which is kind of what we were hinting at earlier in the show, getting away from this platform-specific version of gaming. You know, we don't need to be running it on Steam. We don't need to be running it on Xbox. We don't need, to, you know, It's more like Netflix in the show, which platform you going to view it on or play it on, experience it on, right? I think that's where we're going. Uh, And here they're making it to where it's trying to make a seamless experience to where it just feels like you're sitting down at a computer or a console and playing a game with, and it launches instantly. I'd encourage people that haven't tried the streaming yet. Try it out because it, it feels just like Netflix you know if you if you streamed and did things like 10 years ago plus there was all the buffering and it just was not a smooth experience uh you know you look at netflix now you go onto it seamless you you, you click play everything starts up immediately there's not lag buffer any of that kind of waiting they've got this about to that point uh, and i think it's just going to get better especially as they start to implement technology at some point they'll probably have some sort of interface that connects to your video card directly you know creates a direct connection between the video card and the internet and I'd probably start optimizing my optimizing hardware for online gaming. I think that's the next step. We haven't seen it yet, but there are things that they could do to make this have a more direct connection uh, and maybe get feedback in more real time, you know, through drivers and through hardware. Yeah. So I, cool. I'm kind of excited to see that because this is going to, this is just opening to everybody. Um, there is some, oh, we'll skip, let's, we'll skip some of the Activision Blizzard because that's still. That's still the mess that it's been. Um, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not really. There's not anything other than these action groups saying that they're upset. Uh, the gaming awards. There was a host, a presenter that went up there and said "F Bobby Kot- Kotick" or "Kotick," um, and you know that I just don't like it when it gets to that level. They're being at that point. It's purely politics that are driving what this guy is saying, right? Because he's incredibly left wing liberal. And so he's against, you know, Blizzard because of what he feels like they've done. And so he goes, he, this is his job that he's at. And he goes and does something like this. And because the people like his political stance, they let it go. But if someone said the opposite view of that political stance, they would probably get fired. This is what I don't like. It's just, I see so many. I mean, this is Kotaku. So it's like you only can say one version of things. Imagine if they said something pro Trump or, you know, something more opposite of this right yeah he look, they would be yeah. kicked off
0: yeah he looks like a uh looks like an interesting character so great. Right.
1: yeah so i just i i just get frustrated when it starts to these little things that aren't meant to be in these shows are starting yeah, but here, to lead in because they want yeah, to the make it stand
0: okay i didn't want to get into this but but i will now it, it just so instead of actually coming up with anything, and the individual that said this is um, an individual by the name of Greg Miller, he, who is a webs- yeah. owns a website or operates a website called Kind of Funny Vids, which should tell you all yeah. you need to know about him. But in- again, instead of actually having a statement or instead of actually saying something that could actually change the industry or do something, see, so this, is, this, is this is what I can't stand about individuals like 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 this scum, like Greg Miller, this douchebag, is instead of actually like, oh, I don't know, doing any advocacy or doing something else, you just get up stage and say, fuck Bobby Kotnick. You're just a soy boy douchebag. Your statement doesn't change anything. You don't want to do anything yep. about it, but it's cool to stand up on the big stage, Brian, and say it. I yep. said it. But you're, yep. but you're a wimp. You don't
1: do anything. So shut up. Well, it, and this would have been the opportunity to say, hey, I just want to say, i i i think we should respect women respect women in gaming if that's the stance tell them you know i want to lift up the 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 developers that are respecting women and then you could say you know and f the the developers that don't right but here he got nothing accomplished all he did is say f this ceo of a company uh okay The, the guys probably just doesn't like Capitalism and all these other things. This is opportunity to really put the nails, you know, the screws to them. So I just—it's frustrating. These are the political activists that are using their jobs to promote politics. When gaming is an escape from politics, it used to be. Now it seems like gaming is politics, and that's what's really frustrating. It just you see it everywhere. We can't and talk it's about becoming more and more we real. Love
0: so much without also talking about the stories of abuse and harassment employees faced at Activision Blizzard and other companies. But. Since this is a formal event being broadcast to audiences across the world, I'm only going to say F Bobby Kodak. Oh. I'm just kidding. Oh. Fuck Bobby Kodak. Oh. Come on. Whoa. Wow. Look how edgy I am. Let me go on my Twitter account that's verified and, you know, post all the stuff to get, uh, you know, propped up smoke blown up my ass by these other liberal uh, elites. I mean, what a
1: douchebag other than the, and other than him saying something what i could seem like a joke to me you know to his secretary all oh, like i'm gonna kill you that was the most they came up with really that he said and this was to his secretary you know just i assume joking around because he wasn't actually threatening to kill her um but that was what they got out of you know of bobby i other than that they just don't like how he's run the company and well since I'll- the beginning having <laughs> hmm I'll remind you
0: that you might not like how he's run the company, but uh, Activision Blizzard, Blizzard has, has had some of the most profitable quarters in the history of the company over the last couple of years. So again, and that's my whole thing is you can stand up here and say fuck Bobby Kotnik all you want, but if you're a shareholder of Activision Blizzard, you won't be saying that because he's made you a whole hell of a lot of money over the past couple of years yeah. under his leadership of the company. But again, see, for these people, they don't have, Brian, they're, 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 they're dumb. Like, they're not intellectually capable of of doing anything. So that's why, you know, you can stand up in some probably some cheap, shitty suit that you bought at Kohl's on the Game Awards stage and say, oh, fuck Bobby Kotnick. But again, you've never, you would never dive into the actual issues. You would never look at the profitability of the company because, you know, for them, it doesn't matter. It's just all about the virtue signaling and the gaslighting, which is all this has ever, all this has been. Um, yeah, he's laughing all the way to the bank. He's made a fortune because Activision Blizzard has made a fortune, and I'm sure he doesn't care what this soy boy douchebag Greg Miller um, has to say about him. By the way, I mean this is this guy. Just in case you were wondering, like, hey Nick, you know what? What does this guy uh, look like? You know what's what kind of what? What is his thoughts? Well, here he is. This picture should yeah. tell you all you need to know about the guy that had the audacity to say the F word on the stage at the Game Awards. So just take that for what you will.
1: Yeah, yeah and and I think none of these people from what i can tell really even know what happened you know what did he do to actually try to change the 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 culture at the company uh, what firings happened you know in response and what decisions were made in the background they don't know any of those things they're just seeing they that there was things bad that happened 10 years ago sometimes uh you know and no one was fired at the time well some of those things were 't brought up as an issue at the time and so it's hard to fire someone at the time if they take a picture 10 years later and they're like look at these people they should be fired and shame on you for not firing them for this you know I some things I think have been improvements you know as far as if this isn't a man's game programming isn't a man's game you know so you got to respect uh, women in it but I, I just think that they aren't even looking for the improvements and changes that were made in the company uh, to try to fix this because they don't care. They can make every change in the book short of the one list of demands that they put on their website, which I'm sure this guy is you know, fully in support of for those those uh, little groups that you know, have been posting on Twitter. I, they, they keep putting these demands, unless you meet every single one of those demands, they'll say, you did not follow, you did not meet our demands. You did yeah. not do what we asked. You did meet nine out of 10, but they'll say, you did not meet with that, what we asked. So I think they've realized there's no point in negotiating with these people because they're never, they only want chaos. Right. Correct. They only want because I think it's part of another greater structure of things that are happening that aren't related to the actual gaming industry. So, agreed. Well, we can, we get end that there. Yes. Um, so, let's talk really quickly about uh, Intel for a moment because we've been talking about some chips. But sure. they've started working on, uh, so, Intel's been working with MIT to try to design some high resolution image scaling chips because mm-hmm. I think part of this. Is going to be first of all, uh, you know, making things that are a smaller resolution and upscaling them. You know, that's that's one way that they've been able to take, for instance, a 4K screen, make it an 8K screen as they start to come out with these. And have you not noticed weird things in the resolution? Uh, that's been one one big thing because they do a lot of upscaling on a number of different type of devices. And they're talking about these being really small devices that fit in the palm of your hand. Uh, you know, so this is something where possibly they could send you a, a really low resolution for like game streaming and things like that's that. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, and you want to display it to some sort of a, a screen or something. This would be the perfect way to do that, to where when it gets to your eyes, you want it high resolution, right? But it can't be a very big picture. But you you try to make it clear if you upscale it by any means, it still needs to look smooth. So if you take something that's meant to be in a little screens like this, and then you upscale them and put them on your TV, you're going to notice a lot of the details of something that went from maybe a small picture up to a big picture so these type of technologies i think are uh on this first let's, let's talk about this really quick they, this credit card sized device has been designed for researchers and um if they said it it consists of a reflector array with around 10,000 antennas designed to focus a beam of energy electronically with no moving parts yeah. so it's it's going to be yeah it's going to be interesting um because you said the antennas are very interesting because just by changing the time delays that are fed to each antenna, you can change the direction of the energy that's being focused. It's just the technology is pretty cool. So um, how they're going to use it is up in the air. Um, they talk about their roadmap. You know, there's GPU roadmap and all this. But I think it still all kind of comes down to less from these big video cards, but making it to where uh, you can take a regular size video and make it look good. And I th- think that's, we're going to use AI because you're going to get to the point where AI, things you know. are too big. Things are too big to, to, to b- put on a disc or send over the internet. Once you get these huge worlds, you have to make things lower resolution and they use AI maybe to fill in or, or some sort of technology to fill in the details for you. Hmm. So I, that's just, it's, I, I think that they're still trying to figure out how are we going to handle, um, you know somebody things. now this this one uses like they're using this to be able to do like 3D scan 3D spaces and do all kinds of cool technology with it but um uh, yeah they're making it where they can take just get all the detail out of these get details from everything uh and I think AI is going to be the kind of the big way that they do that you know with these get these low resolutions scan them in and then bring them up all right Very interesting. um and then also the uh, the roadmaps out there for 2024 for all of the Intel CPUs. You're more than welcome to check it out because um, they have Intel 7, which is the Alder Lake and Raptor Lake, and then uh, Meteor Lake and Arrow Lake, which is going to be 23 through 24, and then 24 beyond is going to be Lunar Lake, and then whatever else they come up with that. So I feel like people aren't getting the newest ones right now, anyways, because of all the shortages. So we'll see if this really changes. Uh, if this will eventually to where people are getting cpus and graphics cards again because i feel like people really aren't doing it hmm. so all right um but well we don't there's some things with russia ukraine we really don't have time do you have a preference on talking about anything else or do you would you want to talk um, about any of those things
0: no, no let's yeah let's co- let's cover that a little bit we, we've had that we had this on our notes since last week of course we're not going to bore you on the whole you know conflict itself but it's Caused a couple of different um issues on the well not issues, but it's created some different conversations on the tech and gaming side. Um and in some games, a lot of this is uh a little bit nothing more than posturing. For example, DICE Disabled Battlefield 2042's Russian Attack Helicopter Weekly Mission Reward. Now, I understand the idea behind this, Brian. Don't get me wrong but it does not do anything um it, it just it's 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 just a meaningless gesture yeah. so i'm all for trying to do something what i'm not for is meaningless gestures to try and win yourself yeah. some social justice points but uh, but that's uh that's what what they're doing uh
1: one thing i Falcon... saw rusted rust rust is up there so people that are paying in Russia, uh, Russians, r- rubles, Russian rubles, Russian currency, yeah, yes, they they're adding in an extra charge to it and then donating that to the Ukraine.
0: Interesting, yeah. So there's something you can actually do to to do something. Um, if Ph and Falcon are talking about Tarkov. It is interesting to note that a lot yeah, of Tarkov's was economy yeah. was ba- is based on the uh, the ruble, and that economy has essentially vanished in the last 14 days since the since that yep. invasion began. Um stalker 2 the development of that has paused i believe they are a ukrainian uh studio yes they're based in kiev the capital of uh of course of ukraine and they have temporarily suspended the uh development of stalker 2 of course as they're saying they're they're trying to uh, literally stay alive and (laughs) the idea of trying to produce a video game uh, while your country is getting invaded by an adversary, is probably not the crazy, the the, uh, the coolest thing in the world. So uh, interesting to see. And this on is that.
1: happening to a number because you'd be surprised. I talked about a little bit, you know, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> I played that game on my phone. That one, their headquarters are based out of the Ukraine, and so they're currently working on one third staff that they have gotten to another location while the others are getting their families out and dealing with all that. Uh, the game's still going, but I was very, I was wondering, you know, is this game going to disappear? You know, is it going to be to where they they don't there aren't there's going to be issues? Uh, I haven't really seen a bunch of uh, issues, you know, with these games happening on the internet. But I went and looked a little bit today, and you know, Tarkov seems to still be up. These games are still going. I I thought they cut some of the inter- internet access to Russia off, but then they said that they weren't going to. But certain services are cutting things off. Yeah, it's, it's going to from- be odd because you can't do credit card transactions. So there's got to be so much weird messed up stuff between uh russia and us that we don't even realize are happening right now
0: well that and that was going to be my point a lot of what you're seeing like netflix and spotify and this is a lot of western companies that are shutting off service in russia you mentioned visa mastercard and um visa mastercard and uh amex i think all uh no no doing payments no apple pay no google pay well, and they
1: switched to Chinese to China's payment system. So Russia now uses uh, China's credit card system.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: So, so China is now providing them with one that they use in their country, and so that has replaced the whole American Express system. Yeah, but
0: nevertheless, I mean, you still, you know, I'm sure there there are plenty of people. That's in- a lot to
1: implement. You have to sit there yeah. and roll out all new hardware, unless they, you know who knows what infrastructure. Yeah. Just imagine all the turmoil uh, going on in Russia right now for the average citizen. Because yeah, for the average I was the average citizen. The average citizen is not really supportive of this. They're not. Obviously. They're
0: they're they're protesting. They're getting thrown in jail from from what I was uh, reading this afternoon. So, um, but so, you got to yeah. think
1: they're the ones being affected, and that's kind of the goal of them doing all of these sanctions and everything else is to impact the citizens so that they say knock it off. You know, well, will that be effective? Putin doesn't seem to really care. I don't think we'll see. Yeah.
0: Um. So there's been a lot of statements from various companies, and we're not going to get into all of it. We do have them on our on our website. Um. But I just
1: don't. One thing, dice. Yeah, they removed the the Russian attack helicopter weekly mission. Yeah, that's what Probably I mentioned. because it's they didn't just... want people getting they didn't want people getting videos right of that <laughs> and and clipping things together. It's just I think a lot of these they don't want to have Russians attacking anybody or having a game where it's a Russian attacking people because people will go on the internet and make videos and you know people get upset. Yeah, agreed. But there's we have we do have more. Uh, yeah, CD Projekt Red, 11 Bit Studios, Bungie, Stalker. We talked about them. Just a lot of them, a bunch of them I didn't even put in here. Uh, all doing things, not selling games there, charging more for games there, and then donating the rest. So we'll see over the next couple of weeks. Uh, there was one video. I don't know if you want to play this really quick. This the Lights Camera War. This is from Stalker. This is a video that they released after kind of talking about it. Um, yeah. We they could. talk about developing a game and then they start talking about what's happening in the Ukraine. Might be interesting. It's a minute, what, minute something?
0: Yeah, minutes, minute seven, uh, minute 30. So, yeah, let's take a look.
1: So they said that one week ago they were going through and uh, and making this video to prepare to show people. And then on the 24th of February, Russia declared war on Ukraine and set tanks the country's support for the fight for their existence. And it seems like this is the price of freedom, where you can see. So they're showing some videos of. This is
0: this this video. a stalker? Did Stalker pre- release this? Yes. Wow. That's pretty damning.
1: Hmm. So, wow. They well, said the is... game development has shifted to the sidelines. They said, but we will definitely continue. So it says after the victory, it's, it's odd how they, they, they didn't Glory do Glory to Ukraine. Glory to Ukraine. So that's a okay. video they released, kind of what's going on. So uh, yeah, I guess so. Many, I, I was surprised how many developers are based out of the Ukraine. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff.
0: Well, yeah, there's a lot of high tech stuff going on. I, I was talking to a guy here who runs a software company um, and he's got some of his developers in Ukraine. Um, so I've been chatting yep. with one of them over the past couple of days back and forth on Twitter and it's been very, very interesting. So um, yeah, cool stuff. Yep.
1: All right, very good. Well, we've got some small things we can cover, but I think that's all the all the main stuff. So you all want right. me to give my contact information? Yeah, let's roll out. All right. So if you want to get me, it's at Brian Aldridge on Gab Parlor Getter, and you know whatever else comes along. I'm sure. Uh, my blog is biteoftech.com, but of course, I encourage you to go to our website infectionpodcast.com. Go check out the right hand side and join our server on Discord. We've got nine or ten arc servers going. Uh, a lot of places for people to chat and hang out. Uh, there's a link. Maybe there's some topic that we're not covering. Maybe there's a game or whatever it is that you think we should be covering. Just jump into the news channel, put a link to it, and we'll review that before the live show. Uh, if you want to support the show, um, you can do that through Twitch or sorry, through uh, subscribe scar we've got and uh, Amazon Prime. A lot of ways that you can do that. And that's been really adding up throughout the show. I don't know. I skipped all the, the podcast stuff. Um, but it, yeah, if you want to support us, that's been really helpful. Someday maybe we'll meet together in person. And we'll actually get to where we have a convention at some point. Uh, but I'm waiting for that. We'll see. Finally, we had yesterday at my hockey game, I didn't have to wear a mask. Oh, thank so you. The first time in, in, uh, since I started playing ice hockey that we didn't have to skate with a mask.
0: So. I haven't worn a mask in, I couldn't even tell you how long.
1: Well, I don't generally wear them. I only wore them because it was a city facility where our rink is.
0: So I oh, had to put yeah. on a
1: mask to walk into the facility and then I had to have some other thing on my hockey helmet that protected spit from going course, out or whatever. Man. It's all this stupid stuff. So now okay. I actually get to play, and I don't have to breathe in all my old oxygen.
0: So Yeah, well, great. Well, ho- now hopefully, uh, yeah, now you can actually breathe like uh, like the human body is supposed to. Well, uh, Brian, uh, well speaking of uh, support, I want to thank our friend Falcon for hitting us up with the 35-month resubscription here on Twitch. Falcon, thank you very much. It is greatly appreciated. Brian, appreciate you as always. And uh, by the way, we will be live next Wednesday. So we are off next Tuesday, uh, and we will be live on March the 16th. That is our next live show, uh, moving the Tuesday show to a Wednesday. So we will see you in eight days. Brian, thank you as always, and uh, we'll catch up to you next week. All right? All
1: right. Talk to you soon.
0: Uh, if you want to check out some of my daily political antics, you can visit my website, nickcraig.com. I do uh, three hours of uh, local talk radio each and every weekday morning. Of course, if you missed any episode of, or any portion of this episode, recommend you check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. You'll find links to all those different articles and stories that we talked about. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next Wednesday.